Whether your employees perform or don't perform is a reflection of your leadership and your management skills. Hi, this is Maurice, and welcome to Winning in the Workplace. Hello, everyone. This is Nathan, producer of Winning in the Workplace, where we believe that improving the professional and communication skills of executives, managers, and frontliners helps everyone to win in the workplace. Very well said. Thank you. Maurice is back. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. We He were here last week. I got mixed. I got mixed up there for yeah, some reason. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. I won't be here next week. Here. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Yes. Um, you won't be here. Next I won't week. be here next week either. But, yeah. but the shows without me, man. Sometimes they're 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 a lot. We got a lot of hits on. You guys got a lot of hits. It was when you're at a meeting and you realize like, oh, the the shows where uh, where it's just the, huh. uh, the Kelsey, Leah, huh. and Nathan. Uh, maybe we should maybe we should make some executive decisions here. Maybe we should just say Maurice works here and do these shows without him. You know. Yeah. That's pretty good. So I like, I like that though. I, mean, I really do. I mean, just listening to you guys from a distance on the uh, on the iPad on the on the app uh, is kind of cool. So kinda today cool. we're talking about employees, right? Yes, That's we're right. going to talk about improving the performance of employees. All right, all That's right. A difficult topic. Yeah. Yes. So, in what in what way? What do we need to? Well, it's just hard overall to. Um, let me say that it's easier to do it yourself. Just bottom line. Oh, that, to do everything. To, yeah, it's just easier to do yourself. That's why we have the old adage that, that you know. Uh, if you don't want it done right. If you want yeah, it done want right. It, you have to do it yourself. Do it yourself. And a good manager uh, thinks differently. They say, no, I can actually train people and coach them and mentor them so that they do a better job than I do. As a matter of fact, we just said it. Oh, but right the, before the, the show when we were talking. No, about no, 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 no. The fact that y'all are doing a tremendously good job doing radio shows without me. Oh yeah, and it. I mean, it took right. a few times. But, I mean, it's taken a few times. But just there, practice. But therein right, lies practice. the whole issue of what we're going to talk about. There's an element. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, it's just human nature that when the boss is not the one doing it, everyone else appreciates the fact that the team is the one doing it and there's this, there's a sense of credibility that happens whenever mm-hmm. you walk into and there's a crew that's painting the house and the the crewman the the the, the leader right yeah he's in another house doing a quote but the team is behind and they're not you know messing it's around they're, they're, they're well organized they're focused they're having fun and they're actually getting the job done. So whenever somebody comes and sees that the crew was doing their job without the boss having to be there, that's success. That's great leadership. That means that somebody, something is is taking place in that unit that is creating that. And that's what that's what it means to work through people. You you teach your team how to do jobs better than yourself. And I've been right. a part of the crew on a in a small business where you're like part of the team that that executive has for the first time that they've ever run a business <laughs> where they realize like, oh, wow, so I can just leave this with you people to do. And you can tell that when you are like that team for someone who's been doing it themselves for so long. Right. It's uh, it is a big relief and it's hard to do. It's hard to get people to that place. The amount you have to communicate every single day. 
yeah. uh, all the time. It's not like, a, okay, we're done now and we don't have to do anything. Like it's an evolving thing that you constantly have to keep updating and communicating with everyone below you to make sure everyone is performing the way they're supposed to be. Performing. Yeah, well, it's okay. Let's segue into what I, what I think you're hitting at is some myths or some misunderstandings about this. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that so it just, hap- uh, th- that okay, it just yeah. happens. So let's go ahead and start with that one. That Well, that's why I hired you. Yeah, or like, yeah, you or know, yes. And, and yeah. so that, that, that attitude, um, right. and there, there, there's some truth to that. I mean, if, uh, if I hired you as a carpenter, well, you, 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 better, you better know some really good basic carpentry skills. Some okay? techni- so technical, technical skills, skills you should come in. Right. Uh, but even, even that, um, if you're coming into a team of carpenters and there's a certain style of work hmm. that, that they have to learn. And they also have to learn how to work with that team. Right, that culture. Yeah, and you know, the there, are some, there are some people that are absolutely great at their jobs. Maybe more examples like of individuals who are great at their jobs you might know, but you might know that you never want to work with that person because that person will not be a team player. That person will not listen to any instructions, right, right, but they right, might be great right. at what they do, but you won't have them for... That reason. Well, um, right now we're working with a with a client, and they're bringing on board uh, a COO type of manager, okay, mm. director of operations, not not per se director, not COO, but it's up there. It's 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 right. a very key management position, and so the conversation we're having with the owners and with the people interviewing is, how much mastery do you need for this person to come in with, right? And how much and in what areas do we need to train them in, of our culture and of how we do it here? Right, the actual the, skills the that, actual, we're, that so we're hiring for. That conversation is usually not had prior to the interview process. That's just kind of assumed. And then, unfortunately, managers take on the attitude of, well, hey, I hired you. And then it just lump everything into that just because you said you were a good director of operations, that means you come in and you can just figure it all out. Your resume said you were good at communication. That, why aren't you doing so it? So why? Yeah. So there's almost like most managers, most bosses, when they hire, they don't see themselves as responsible to impacting the performance. They just think that because I hired you, that means you should already have those those things. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so an- another myth is um, you can't change people. You know, yes. people just don't change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I said, wow, wow. First of all, if that was the case, I can tell you that there's about seven individuals in my lifetime that <laughs> did not give up on me because they believe that people could grow. They could learn. They could adjust. They could improve. And they didn't give up on me. Right. Hmm. And, and we see that a lot in the oh, companies we see, we that we see, help. We see it all the time. You think, oh, this person's not going to make it. And they I, do. I think I think that if in the, in the last 20 years of the people we've trained and coached consulted um which is i think it's close to over ten thousand people yeah okay um i would venture to say that less than three percent have been dismissed or fired right because once they have the tools they have the expectations they have the training human beings have this amazing ability to step up and I think that uh, to have that attitude also seems a little bit unfair. I think it might be easier to have that attitude, but you'd also have to think your employees, while like there's a trade, you give them benefits, right. you give them right. a paycheck, 
there's also they are also giving you i mean massive amounts of their life working yeah, get, with you and i would think that's part of your responsibility to help give them the tools that you know uh they're, they're, you would have to think they're working with you. Sure. Most, almost half of half of their life, you give them tools. It'll change them in their personal lives. Sure. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, someone said to Henry Ford once, "Yeah, but what if we train all these people and then they leave us right after that?" And he said, "Well, it's better than keeping them untrained and they stay." Yeah. All right. That's so great. That was back in the 1920s. So even back then, they understood that you just have to train people. You mm. have to spend time training people and managers need to see themselves as responsible for that. So I think that's a third myth is there's several others that it's just not my responsibility. It's kind of like saying, it's kind of like the mom and dad saying, well, we just can't get these kids to make their beds. Right. You know, we just can't get these kids to pick up after themselves. And really what it is, it's a re, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's a reflection of your own leadership. I'm working with a, with a director of sales and he's having to, uh, improve his team's sales reps because they're not ma they're not meeting budget, and we're in about session number six, number seven, and it's been until now when he's been willing to admit, okay, I'm just not spending enough time with my people training them how to do this. Hmm. And it took six to seven sessions to get him honest with himself that is his lack of organization skills, his lack of dedication skills, and his lack of patience that allows him to spend time with his people and teach them how to sell. He knows how to sell. He knows how to even coach people how to sell. He's just not taking the time to do it, you know? I and think that's so, a very key point. Yeah. Because being a manager myself, that's one thing. I see all these tasks that I need to do, and I think I, I got to take time and train. Yeah, I I get, I'm so busy, I don't have time to train my people. Correct. I'm so and busy, I don't have time to babysit my people. Well, because it does feel like we it. have to take time to stop everything that we're doing, and we've got a bottom line to meet, and they think like you don't. Well, they, they, like exercising, right. they, like they, exercising. They, I have yes. stuff I have to do today. I can't go right. to the gym. They take their eye off the ball. It's like saying, we have to get to Disney. I don't have time to pay attention to the kids in the car. Or stop yeah. for gas. We or, have to get to Disney right. in an hour. No, but even the, the, the paying attention oh, yeah. to the kids, because it's a relationship. Right. Okay, I want us to have so much fun when we get there. I just don't have time to, yeah. to pay attention to you right now. We're talking about improving the performance of your employees. Last time we were talking about myths that exist in uh, in people's minds whenever it comes to this type of thing. Myths of how you can train employees or why people out there think that they can't train their employees. What were uh, what are some other? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we start, when we went to that last segment, our break, we were kind of messing up our where to go for our online meaning training. that we need to train some people throughout <laughs> yeah. this organization I have on got, where I have, you have, have to go have, for have, on have, demand i have got to, to I, got, I, I, go, I have to read you this 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 greeting from online oh yeah okay? we're on facebook live yeah. we record these on fridays afternoons go to maurice alaska's right. world on facebook you can watch these live on facebook so here's nick all right nick he says i love the behind the scenes on facebook yeah. live it's like talking to you guys <laughs> while i'm cleaning the kitchen Oh, that's fine. all right, man. <laughs> Good Great Friday you. activity, that's by right. the way. Yeah. Cleaning that's your, right. your that's house. That's right. Thank you for the thank you for the shout out. Uh, uh, welcome and yeah, man. Send us questions. Another one. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I learned a lot too. All right, well, good. Yeah, hey. That's you got to stick around. You hopefully you a good way to describe it to people. The Team of World on Demand, which you go to trwondemand.com. and that's, take it, you that's, it. that's it. It's kind yeah. of like Netflix, yes. but for Team Real World. There it's you go. Much it's kind of like Netflix, but for Team. It's it's net it's Netflix, but for becoming mm -hmm. a better man. We have right. uh, we have uh, videos 
uh, audio files, uh, downloadable documents, yes, sample files, a ton of stuff. For look, for nineteen dollars a month, it's like Maurice in a box. <laughs> That's right. Which some yeah. of the employees some of, here yeah, that's right. say that have. that might be what uh, they might pay for putting Maurice in a box sometimes. All right. So let's talk well, yeah, let's about, go back let's go to back the to myths. Myth, I think we right? took care of our promo in this yeah. second yeah. segment here. Thank okay. You. So uh, another another myth is that uh, the best people to teach others is the one that does it the best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds you know, me. Let's uh, put Larry, who is the best salesperson, to teach everybody else. That's That is about 50% of the time. I would just say go shadow Larry because Larry is probably such a Michael Jordan that he doesn't know how to coach, but he knows how to play. So just shadow him. Just watch him. Do you think yeah. that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo would make for the greatest soccer coach in the no, world? Normally, normally the best athletes are not the best ones to train. Right. Okay, I look, think that's why I'm, a lot I'm of not, athletes I'm not don't a fantastic soccer player, okay? But I was ones in my life when I was half the man I used to be as far as size-wise, mm. okay? All right? But I tried coaching three or four times, and Nathan, it was, every, every team was a losing team. I couldn't do it. Mm. I could not do it. Um, I had to. It's have, a completely different. It's a different. Skill I mean, set. you're. It's a right. different skill you're not set. looking at the game the same way on it's the field not, as it, you are. It, it's 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 muscle memory. Yeah. Okay. So I always needed either an assistant coach or I needed to be the assistant coach, and only when I did that was I good, mm. because I could then just play with the kids and have them watch me, see shadow. Yeah. But whenever I turned into training them, I couldn't do it. Mm. Okay. And all the coaches that I coached with in soccer. They were horrible players, but yeah. they understood how to train others. How to translate what they should be doing. That's right. That's why exercises. you think about Ronaldo, Michael Jordan, these superstars that get paid millions. There's a coach behind the scenes that teaches them how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that and and that's what that's that's what that is what's so powerful about being a good mentor, a good trainer, a good manager, because you have to have the patience and the commitment to know that it takes time. It's behind the scenes thing. You just got to go at it and go at it and just really move away from the idea of thinking that you, that people, that you, that you, that others won't perform better if you don't become a good motivator. You know, if you become a good motivator, you can change people's attitude. Oh yeah. And you I, know? yeah. And throughout, you could ask anybody, I'm sure that they want to be around other people, whether in personal or work environments, because they feel like the attitude that they give off makes them. I know there are people that I know when I'm around those types of people, it makes me feel more productive. I feel like I need to sure, like more sure, motivated. And sure. I think if a manager, right. a manager should, that should be their, uh, their goal the, to become that ahead. person. And I know one thing we run into a lot and, and we've, I know mentioned this on the radio show quite a bit is mostly managers are people that did their job really well Yes, and executives or other managers see this and they promote them. Right. Well, a lot of times it's just, they, they were fail. good at their job. They fail. And they right. fail at training others because that's, that's not what their skill set was. That's right. So, so here what Leah just said, if you're going to promote somebody because they're excellent at what they do, you have to send them to training so that they learn how to be a manager and a supervisor because just because they were the best ones at it doesn't mean that they know how to translate that to others. It's okay? a completely so different job. It's a different right. it's, it's a different skill set. Yeah. yeah. So And there's um, tools that they need to learn to use as well. Yeah, that's to right. Do that so kind of the uh, there's a video that somebody posted on LinkedIn and Nathan, I've tried to download it for two or three weeks. I gotta pass it over to you. But it's it's um um, it's of a basketball coach, and I don't remember even the name of the basketball coach, but, but it's a basketball coach in which he 
on a regular, consistently, consistent basis, when when is when the guys come to the bench and it, okay, he sits there with the, with their numbers and he and he leans over to him and says, "Look, man, you're doing really good in this and this and this and this, and you're fantastic and you're fantastic and you're and he shows them their numbers right there right. on the it's bench. It's in the game. It's in the <laughs> and he's pumping them up and exciting right. them. It's funny because <laughs> the players look at him like, "Coach, I got to get back on the on the you know." And, but but he doesn't give up. Then they come back. They're heading over to the locker room, puts his arm around him, and of course, microphones catch him talking. And he's just motivating them and telling them how good they're doing. Look, you shot about seven times from the three point line. You hit five. Do you realize you hit five? I mean, boy, I wish I had your confidence, man. It's amazing. It is so good to watch you do. So he he gives them numbers. He motivates them. He he basically puts himself in their shoes and congratulates them for who they are. And then he, as he walks them into the to the locker room, he goes to the next guy, puts his arm around him, and starts telling him his stat. Hmm. Starts telling his his stat his stats. Yeah. So a don't tell me you don't have time skill. to tell your people on a weekly basis how you're doing. Right. That coach has the time to do it in twenty second spots on a regular basis because he knows that people, human beings, need regular. How am I doing? Oh, yeah. You know, quick uh, feedback. Quick feedback. Yeah. And it's more than just attaboy. Okay. Let's look at another myth um, that it's better to contract people rather than have full time employees. You know, because somehow, uh, you know, W 2 employees, they're, they're just so difficult. So we're just going to contract. We'll pay more for somebody. Or you can I, maybe be more blunt with someone that you're contracting. Right. right. And that is, that's, that's a big myth. Yeah, um, that's a good. One. We hear that one a lot. We hear that a lot. I'm sorry I've fallen into that trap myself. If you don't want to be direct with your employees, you're probably just using the contract relationship as a way not to, to avoid conflict or to not manage it properly. Although now, contract workers are still good. No, I am not saying I am not saying at all you shouldn't contract. We right. do it ourselves, do. but do it for the right reason and in the right way. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Don't do it because you're trying to avoid working through employees. Okay. Well, and still I'll say on on contract as well, you do have to train them to your culture. When they're working, that's true. With you. Yeah, we, as a matter of fact, we do. It can be a little bit tougher sometimes because yeah, you have to kind of. You've got a whole new person, and you've got. Right. A, if you don't, then you're kind of whatever it is you're hiring for. Yeah, you're, you're going Absolutely. by the way they do things. Absolutely. Right. As a matter of fact, we just uh, uh, we talked to a company about doing some sexual harassment for their employees, and sure enough, some sexual harassment training. training. Some training. What did yes. I say? Just you just said some sexual harassment. For oh, their, I am so glad company. you stopped me on that. We're going <laughs> to teach people how to do sexual harassment training. Okay. Yes. Um, and um, I got the email that said, hey, don't forget, you have to train our vendors. Okay. And I said, that's oh, right. That's it's, so you, you have to train those that are coming to your building yeah. because you're responsible as well. So that's right. there, it, you just can't take your hands off and say, I can't teach my kids how to change the beds. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You have, if, you, if your employees are not doing the things you want to, then stick around for the remaining of the show because we're going to get into the actual practical day by day on how to do this. I would right. say another um, myth that I, I've fallen into as well is that if you talk to people or ask them, it's like, what is an example you think of people, a, a company that is great in performance out of their employees? For me, places like Disney World, places like Southwest, places Absolutely. where you know, Absolutely. you can tell that, Absolutely. okay, these guys have a tone, these guys have rules, and everyone understands them and everyone follows them, that you can think yep. that that just happens. Or like, we can't have people that act that way. It, it's tough. It's not as tough for them because they're Southwest or they're Correct. Disney. Like, you would have to think the amount of infrastructure that goes into teaching everyone to be like That's that. Right. It's got to be a lot of it work, is. but it, it's great results. I've heard it said it doesn't just happen, okay? But most of the time, it does just begin on its own. Would you say that that might be because a certain manager or it might be kind of like uh, born instincts in the people that are managing? I don't know. That kind I, of I think what it means is that the first time it happened, it happened totally on its own. 
Hmm. Like they caught it onto the, something. And, and they like caught like they, like they fell into, into something. And yeah. then they all looked at each other and went, that felt good. Yeah. Whoa, that was cool. Okay, now at that point is the critical decision. Do we officialize that and go artificial with it or do we just let it be until it happens again? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference between letting it happen and saying, no, that was a good moment. Let's figure out how we can do that and be just as genuine the second time as we were the first time. Right. You know how you do it? Just like movie stars and theater actors do it. They practice and practice and practice so that when it's showtime, you can't tell the difference. It's genuine. Yeah. You actually fall into your role. Your role. And that's the whole thing is you, you got to start artificial and you got to practice until it becomes something that everybody buys into. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of it. You're not faking it. You're not even faking it until you're making it. You're just practicing. So you become great at what you're supposed to do as a team. Okay, but there's always a director and there's always a manager behind it making it happen. Well, so then why don't we get into a few more uh, specifics, maybe like talking about supervisors? What yeah. do you guys, where um, do they usually factor the, into the, this? The first thing is to realize that in order to help employees perform better is you have to, you have to be willing to talk with them and yeah. tell them on a regular basis where they're going well, and where they're doing not well, where they're not, where they're, where they're doing well, where they're doing okay, and where they really are messing up. And right. being very clear. Now, I didn't say mean. I said clear. Of Just, where you want to see improvement. Yeah, where you want to see improvement. And um, we, we tend to make it extremely difficult for ourselves when it doesn't have to be. You know, yeah. what we tell, uh, the way we coach it and the way we, we, we're, we help clients is, is just keep it simple. Focus on the three things that they're doing really well, okay, that they should continue doing and don't stop doing because you're doing fantastic in these three areas. Well, that's what people are probably worried about. Like, what are, what am I doing that's bad? What is, what's going to be the three things that's going to make me lose this job? I so, like, Brian, make, sure, make yes. sure that they know, like, you're listen, you're valuable around here. We need you here. Like starting off with that sounds like a good idea. That makes sense. That's right. It, it, because in, in the presence of silence, people go negative. Right? Oh, yeah. In well, the they know that you're thinking. Well, that's they right. They know so, that you're not so, really being silent so in your if head. if I don't hear from you, then I'm going to go negative because I, I, I will think that you are not are telling me what's going on. Okay. No communication is still communication. That, that's very good. That's yeah. very good. That's very good. I like that. I'm going to have to borrow that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you credit on that one. All right. That's All right. fantastic. This was, that was by Nathan Velasquez. All right. So the second one is... is Tell them three things that they're doing good on. Yeah. That you, that you want to see more improvement. But hey, you're doing fine. You know, don't don't freak out about these things. Just mm. keep at it. Okay. Uh, and then three things that they need to urgently work on and improve over the next 30 to 40 to fit to 60 days. Mm -hmm. okay. And I would think if you do that, then if it ends up, if they end up showing you that you need to let them go, that they're not going to go ahead and follow through, then you know that you've, you've given them, you've... You haven't written, that's not writing them up, but you've kind of said like, listen, you got to do this. If you don't, then you, right. I think you know what might happen. Exactly right. right. So uh, the problem is, is two weeks later, the supervisor says, well, no, I, I need you to work on these three things. Mm. And then two weeks later, well, now, I, and then, and so the supervisor, they're upset about everything yeah. on one extreme. And then on the other end, you have supervisors that nothing's bothering them. So they don't tell them, but they're just not having communication. They're not, they're not conversing with their employees and telling them where they're at. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's the first thing. Just have conversations. Uh, the second point is 
uh, is not contradictory. It's it's really to support the first statement is move away from just having verbal conversations. Okay, when you go talk with them, get back to your office and send them an email. It's the POC. Mm. We right, make a, a big important. deal. Yes. It's called a P. O C seriously the letter P the letter O and the letter C it's a POC I don't know can't think of a better uh, uh, you know it's a POC per our conversation yeah okay? dear Johnny per our conversation we had a great discussion about where I felt you were doing real well and these are the things we discussed number one number two number three these are the things that you're doing really well here they are number three here's the three things I mentioned to you that you need to keep going I want you to see improvement but it's not urgent for you to make major changes and here's the three things I asked you to work on Please review these. Make sure that I didn't miss anything. Thank you very much. Appreciate the attitude. Thank you for being so coachable. Now it's in writing. Right. Okay. So if it's only verbal, it never happened. Yeah. Okay. Managers need to realize if you want to change the behavior of your employees, you have to change your own behavior about how to change the behavior of your employees. And it starts with recognizing that if you just leave everything to conversations, then you're not going to be taken seriously. It doesn't mean you're always going to be taken seriously just because an email comes through. But if you want to start being taken seriously, then you have to have documentation. Right. Yeah. What and, was? Uh, and you don't use documentation as a beating stick. You, it's it's got to be yeah. a cordial, friendly, just as friendly as you talk with them. You, it's a POC. You're not writing them up. It's not a written. It's not you know. But it is a thank you very much. Here's what we talked about. What is the um, the director of movies like Seven and Fight Club? David mm-hmm. Fincher said that whenever he uh, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get an email of the notes from a meeting, then he tells everyone that comes onto his crew that that meeting consider that it didn't happen. Yep. Wow. So that's a, that's a good point, especially it's, if you're dealing with things that are, I mean, it is personal talking with employees about what it is that they need to be changing. Make sure that you, yeah, make sure that you send I, that to them. Because yeah. they'll probably, forget. they'll either forget it or right. do, they'll dwell on it and then it'll yep. become a thing. Just it's, write it down. It's in a, like a little bit off topic, but I'm going to go just for a second, okay, because I think it's a good segue, okay, but following, following what Nathan said, okay. Early in my career, I don't remember who taught me this, okay basically said, don't leave meetings without taking notes. And I was in a meeting. I was just doing my own thing. I was just taking notes. And I was the only one taking notes. And the owner, in the middle of the meeting, he said, you see that right there? And he pointed to me. You see that right there? That's what leaders do. They take notes. Now, are you going to get those to us? And I said, well, sure. It's just that's even a better leader. Okay? Because if, you know what? That's our problem here. And he just went off on the back. You know, that's our problem here. We have meetings and nothing happens. You know why? Because we don't take notes. Maurice, from now on, you're taking notes. Great. I got stuck with taking notes. Six months later, guess who's facilitating the meetings? You. Guess who's helping the other teams perform better? And then a year later, I started assigning people to do notes. And now, of course, you know, that's a critical element of our of our program. Oh, yeah. You know, so so anyway, so so don't move away from just having conversations. Follow up in documentation and make it make it. uh, Make it something that you can point to three months later to so that you can say, remember that I, I sent this to you? That's we right. talked about this. That's right. And right. just heads up, if someone can smell that, oh, he's just sending it to me to cover his own, own rear end, then your attitude is coming through as a manager. Mm. Those per our conversation emails should not even smell like that. Mm. They have to be genuine documents that show that you have a heart. Okay. Well, so what type of tone should you strike? Because, like, if I'm going to write a per conversation, should it not be like, like bullet point? Should it be more like a friendly attitude? No. So, see, bullet point doesn't have to mean that it's not friendly. Quite the opposite. 
if you pull it, if you put it in bullet form, you can be friendly. Okay. Okay. But if you just go narrative where you write two paragraphs, no one's going to read that. And then you try to hold that person accountable to it and you wrote them a three paragraph novel. Yeah. yeah. They'll have to like highlight the parts where you try, actually talk try, about try, try to ha- have HR support you two months from now after you show them five different emails of you writing three paragraphs. Right. No, 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 it's friendly. Hey, John, want to let you know, I really enjoyed our meeting. Fantastic. I appreciate everything you told me. Listen, I'm sending you this per our conversation. I mentioned you, I told you I was going to do that. Here's what we talked about. And then just use that tone. So you have a good tone when you talk to them, you have a good tone when you email them. But then if we don't do what we're about to say next, then all that good shit goes by the wayside because <laughs> mm. everybody's going to realize, oh, he's a nice guy. He sends me these emails, but he does nothing. Look, I was with a, I was with a, a director. Remember I told you I'm helping a director of sales? Okay? Uh-huh. And I asked him, I said, so, so tell me about your coaching. And he said, here, let me show you. He turns around, opens up a cabinet, and he's got like nine or ten three-ring binders oh, no. of what? notes of per our conversation emails that he's been sending to his people for years. Wait, when was this? This was not recent, you know? Okay, and I, right. I, and I went, wait, wait, show me one, pulled one out, opened it up, and I mean, I mean, like, consistent. That's a lot of time. No, 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 no I'm saying that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. But, but, but sales are still down. Right. Yeah, like he's missing and, something. So what's he missing? It's Following up? It's the follow-up. Mm, yeah. It's, it's the part that says, you, 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 I have to put you in some retraining. He's not holding I, them accountable. And really. then I got to move you down the tone. In other words, first it was friendly tone. Now it's serious. Then it's, so I got to move you through the disciplinary policy process. Yeah. Okay. First, I'm going to coach you. Then I'm going to mentor you or train you. Then I'm going to correct you. And then I'm going to start giving you warnings. Right. Okay. And if you don't follow through, then you're not going to be taken seriously. And the way to prove that you're following through is that when you start telling folks, look, if you don't improve for the next 30 days, I'm going to have to let you go. That team better start seeing you recruit people and have people come into your office for new, new, new candidates. Yeah. Because if you're not mm. recruiting, okay, then everyone knows you, you're not serious about replacing them. Well, yeah, you're just, you're a pushover. Right. I we wasn't can. gonna say that, but. Well, yeah. well it sounds like, uh, well, yeah. Well, we can talk about way, that more in the next segment. Yeah, you gotta have a bench, idea. you gotta have, uh, we'll right. talk about the next segment. You gotta have a bench of people that you're interviewing, you're recruiting, so that you're taking seriously, otherwise your prior conversations and your conversations are not gonna be taken seriously because it's okay to leave the best unfolded. Right. If, you, uh, if you have a conversation with your employees about how they should change, but you don't follow up, with a prior conversation, and you don't even follow that up with something else, uh, a recap of how things are going, then uh, it's not really going to go anywhere, and you're going to be uh, kind of seen as someone who isn't taken all that seriously in the office. That, that's right. But but let's go back to the beginning because a lot of uh, a, a lot of our clients, whenever we we they hire us to help them with this, they're at a point in which most of them realize a lot of what we've said and and they're stuck at a very real place and that is how do i get started okay i understand i got this back mental baggage out of my head i see it it's my responsibility i'm supposed to do it i'll open my time up i'll get more organized okay now what okay and that's where they get stuck and as it is oftentimes in leadership and in management it has to do with a sheet of paper okay I just folded mine up and sent, and sent it to you as Nathan in a little airplane, so I'm gonna have to borrow Leah's copy of it. Uh, but it's it's a basic form. If you if you're on Facebook, oh, uh, hey, Nathan just shot it back at me. All right, so that, look. Now, now I sound like 
National <laughs> Sportscast Radio Show. All right, here it is. We got the form. Okay, so it's a simple form. For those of you that are on Facebook Live, you'll take a look at it, all right? It's a crumpled up version, so I'm going to show you Leah's, which is more uh, uncrumpled because how do you make it into a, hers into an airplane? But here it is. It's a simple form. It's um, You can download it from Team Real World On Demand, TRW On Demand, or go to TeamRealWorld.com uh, and then click on uh, Online Library and download this form uh, that comes along with this recording. Um, and it's a simple form that it allows you to enter the name of your employee that you're going to coach. Actually, it allows you to enter a, na- uh, a section for each one of your employees. So you have a column where you put the name, the years they've been with the company, their title, and then the, six, the key six areas to focus on. And what we encourage you to do is to write down the two areas that they're doing extremely well, the two areas that they're doing okay at, they, they could still still see some improvement, and then the two areas where you would rate them as being very poor and that they desperately need to pay attention to. So you write those down, and you notice there's a small, there's very small space because if, if we give you too much space, you'll get stuck. We just need a one-liner. What is the one thing that they need to improve on? So, for example, if you feel that their demeanor, whenever they're, look, for me, okay, a demeanor or lack of readiness when you come to radio shows, uh, <laughs> that would be the one that you guys get on to me about. Lack of readiness when coming to radio shows. I think Leah could score me on that as a two, meaning it's it's okay, but below average behavior. That means if she was, if she was. We could see some improvement. You could, yeah, That's you, you, you want to see improvement. Then the next one is, uh, could be um, uh, no last minute uh, deadlines on publishing of manuals. She would score me a one because I'm, I really love to do last minute. So, so if she scored me a one and a two, that means those are the things that she wants me to improve on urgently. And notice it's not 16 of them. She just, she focused on two of them. Okay. Right. Because human beings can only make slight adjustments a little bit at a time. It takes 30 to 45 days just to change one habit. So if you want to change the bad habits of your employees, then you got to be reasonable. That's why you got to do this on a regular basis. Um, so there, uh, that those are my six items. I got two items here that Leah feels I'm doing really well. She scored a four and a five. Then there's two areas here that she scored a three or a four. And there's, there's two areas where she scored a one and a two. And she uh, she signs it. And then she would she would then go and enter the name because she's our uh, director of operations here. She would then enter the name for the second employee and fill this out. And so this document, the template is designed for a team of 10 people. Okay. So if you have less then you don't use the whole sheet, if you have more just make copies of the sheet of paper and you finish this and you spend the time you spend 30, 45 minutes, even up to two hours if you need to. And you as a manager, Take the time to evaluate and assess your people's performance on paper. Okay, that is that is how you get started. Now, before you, any questions? Any any thoughts? No, any comments? No, no, no. I, think I that's, love this. I think I that this. it it's it might seem like something that'd be time consuming to have to put something like this together. And it is. Uh, it is. It, it is. really is. It really is. But it also saves a lot of time in the end. It's something like every time you have to reach for it, you realize think. Goodness, I put the time in because I that can is actually correct. communicate well, easily to people. Now. I'll say one thing on this. If you know that you're going to be doing this, the best thing to do is keep it near your desk where you're sitting. And then when it comes up, just go ahead and jot it down. Or if that you're in a meeting I, with I, someone, I, you should maybe even have templates of each of these for I all would your say people. this document here becomes almost as important as your keyboard. Yes. Because you this is your people. Right. This is your people. And in a simple three sheet but, uh, document, 
you could actually have people's career in your hand, their futures, their goals. You know what I'm saying? And if you get detailed about this, if you focus on one or two things, I've had it, it where people have pulled these out. And like, I, I mean, if someone tells me that they're going to give me a piece of paper with my flaws on them, like that's not right, something that right, excites right. me. But if you're paying attention to them and you realize something that is hurting them, like they could be, I've been very happy when people have pointed out something that I realized like, yes, I do have a bad problem right, that happened right. and they can, it's I helpful. Know, so look, take the time and have one for everyone. Absolutely, Nathan. Absolutely. Look, I know I'm still working on a lot of intensity issues in my, in my management style, but over the years I've noticed that I manage less and less from mood, from, from, from emotion. And right. I let the paper do the talking. And yeah. I just got to make sure that the paper does not reflect any negative ten- tone of my voice. Okay. Mm. So let's go to the next step. Because, so yeah, yeah what do you do? That's what I was going to say. Right, what so, do you do? So, I, once so you, fill once this out, you fill this out, what most managers want to do is to go, all right, I'm ready to go talk to my people. No, no, do not go talk to your people. Go talk to your supervisor. Yeah. Right. And go show them the form and tell them, look, I'm going to go sit with my people in the next week or so. And here's what I'm going to talk to them about, because I think these are the areas that I need to improve for them to improve and what they're doing well. And here's the key. And I would like you to review it and make any changes. And let's work on this together. Right. Invite them to critique it because they're human beings as well. They have senior people in action. They may not agree. Okay, with your assessment. So here's a question. Or you could when, come across as pretty biased in the way that you're critiquing people. Because you need, uh, you need the alignment with your supervisor so as to make sure that whenever you do start the conversations with your employee, you are being backed up. And the only way to be backed up is if the person above you has got a fair and honest shot at reviewing it and editing it with you so that the final version is a reflection of their work and your work. Right. You might That's have a, a few point. hotheads that get, you know, these performance reviews and they might go above your head to talk to the supervisor and, you know, the best thing is well, that, yeah, you know. I invite that. I actually hear a lot of people say, well, that's just, I hate when people go around me. Why would I be okay? Why would it bother me to go around me? I've already, I've already aligned with my balls about you. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I want you to go around me and get shocked at how much he's going to sound exactly like me. And you're going to realize, uh oh, I really have to do this. I guess I really got to do this. Maurice is backed up. He's done his homework. Right. Be smart. All right. So then, all right. You talk to your supervisor. So what do we do? Ready? We go talk to the employee, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? You go talk to the HR director. If you don't have an HR director, you talk to whoever in your company is assigned or has inherited or has pseudo responsibilities of HR. And you do the same thing. You show them the sheet of paper and say, look, myself and Lori, my boss, my director of sales, uh, we uh, we reviewed this. I want to come show it to you. We'd like for you to look at it, take a look at it. I'm going to start talking to them next week. And you invite them to change it. And the final version should be of what the eight director manager says, what your boss has said, and what you said. And now you're ready. Ready to go have the conversations. Well, and you shouldn't have to. I mean, I would assume you do this. You introduce this new system of working. I mean, this is the only time you're going to have to do this. So it's not going to be like you have to go to the supervisor next Every month. Every time. Right. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, if you if you do it once and you follow up, because there is a follow up. We'll cover that in, 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 in future show. You, you don't have to spend as much time prepping for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you've already and, gotten and, the whole thing. It becomes much yeah. easier. And much on the next section, and the, the next show we'll do about this is, all right, how do you have those conversations? How do you follow through? And then what do you do when things become negative? Mm. Yeah, like okay. it's going That's wrong. Like like it's someone going isn't wrong. improving. What, 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 what do you actually do? What does that look like? Is there a form? What are the techniques? What's, you know, brain garbage you got to get away from? But... But this is how you get started. Yeah. And if awesome. most managers were to do this, I've re- our experience has been eight, changes. seven, let's just even say half 
of their problems begin to go away. That's right. Yeah. Human beings are just incredible at bouncing when they're told what's expected of them. That's right. Okay. And we want to remind people as we sign off today about the book signing. Tomorrow. 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 That's right. If you're listening to to us on Saturday, it's going to be tomorrow. November November the 11th. 11th. If you're listening to us on Facebook Live today, which is uh, November the 2nd, that's not this weekend. But if you're listening to us on the radio on November the 10th, uh, then tomorrow, November the 11th, the book signing is at Two, two o'clock to at five. Big Sweezy in Baton Rouge on Perkins, Perkins Road. On Perkins Road, you can we come get the us. book there. A bunch of tools in the book that you can be using. Percentage off at Big Sweezy. Ten percent off. Yes, they yes. Have 10%. Great right. juices down there. That's right. We'll have we'll do a section that's also on Facebook Live. Yeah, we just can't sign your book on That's right. Facebook come see Live. us. Come meet Maurice. Get a book signed. Thank you, guys.